Welcome to Study, Grow, Know, where we discuss theology, prophecy, and current political issues from a conservative biblical perspective. Here's your host, Dr. Fred DeRuvo. You know, there are a plethora of things happening causing many in society to focus away from the actual problems that face global society. With Trump entrenched in the court systems due to indictments against him, the media circus is going full steam. And this, of course, is designed to keep Trump off the ballot for next November and also to keep the average person from noticing what globalists are doing behind the scenes through global agencies like the WHO, World Health Organization, and the Federal Reserve and other organizations. Sasha Ladipova, uh, investigative journalist, recently interviewed by Dr. Jane Ruby, is a pharma whistleblower who understands what goes on in that industry. And she warns us that if we focus primarily on the Trump versus Biden presidential race next November, we will miss most or all of what WEF, World Economic Forum globalists, are attempting to put into place now. Now, of course, the media also dutifully ignores or denies any negative connotations related to the COVID pandemic, the jab, globalists themselves, and the globalist UN machine, which officially, while uh, officially supporting climate change, that's what the media does, and the alleged overabundance, apparently, of carbon throughout this planet. Globalists will continue pushing and will count on continuing media cover, since most media is owned by oligarchs. Now, we can expect another pandemic that they hope will serve to redirect everyone's attention away from the pharmaceutical issues and the actual disinformation provided continually by our own governments. And let's also remind ourselves that above all things, Ukraine must be supported with billions of Americans' dollars while we have an open border allowing all sorts of criminals and spies constantly into the United States. Now, it's interesting today how treason is safely out in the open. Oh, and there's the global economy that's not looking good at all, with constant warnings of a coming severe recession slash depression occurring in the near future. I'm thinking 2024 is not going to be a good year. Dr. Naomi Wolf provides a brief highlight from her upcoming book, Facing the Beast, Courage, Faith, and Resistance in a Dark New Age. And by the way, I have links for all these things in the transcript. The book offers some insight into the past three years of her life and what she's gained from all of it, including the actual revolution that seems to be going on quietly behind the scenes by heroic people from all walks of life to put down this coming beast world system. And this beast, whether she fully understands it or not, is the creation of the final human-led global government, which will in fact be ruled by Satan's spiritual son, Antichrist, after it divides into 10 sections, overruled by 10 kings. But the Antichrist, the son of perdition, will rise from the pit at some point during the coming tribulation period and take reigns solely. Now, of course, as noted, the media largely ignores all of what is actually going on by highlighting only the acceptable or sanctioned narrative. 
Governments and their agencies, along with the military, hospitals, and so-called health professionals, are doing the same thing. They all seem to be in deliberate denial about the problems associated with the mod RNA jab. And in fact, the kinds of things I'm reading about are unsettling because it means that people deliberately lied about things related to the virus and the jab originally. And if the information I'm reading is true, they continue lying. Why? Well, in essence, they must because if they started telling the truth, people would string them up on the gallows or the nearest tree. Evil must protect itself at all costs by painting those who oppose it as evil, though it wouldn't surprise me if they decide to throw Fauci under the bus to distract the world from the people, globalists, behind the curtain and reduce the pressure from themselves. Official government mouthpieces previously told us that the mod RNA jab would only remain in your body for a short period of time. But that was a complete lie, according to all the new data that's coming out. In fact, we now know that the jab contains actual DNA, not just RNA. And a recent article written by Dr. Akhan Sayed highlights this fact and its inherent dangers. And again, it's linked in the transcript. The article called Plasmid DNA in Pfizer and Moderna Injections Can Enter the Nucleus of Our Cells in Five Different Ways. That informs us that DNA is included in the mRNA jab at roughly 30%. And then the author notes that it can clearly gain entrance into the nucleus of our cells. Once there, that DNA remains permanently there and creates all sorts of health problems, including turbo cancers. Please read the linked article. Dr. Joseph Mercola discusses the same problem regarding DNA and the jab in his article called Alarming COVID Jab Contamination Shocks Scientists. This is a huge problem that many continue ignoring while pushing the jab. Now, I'm sure Fauci is preparing a statement right now that explains the presence of DNA away and minimizes the alleged harm. Well, we'll wait for that. And there are more revelations, several of which are very disturbing things related to the after effects of the CV jab linked in the uh, transcript. But if you have a problem taking the CV jab personally and physically, no worries, because they've nearly perfected a way to disperse it through the air and you can simply breathe it in, not to mention putting it in some of the foods we eat. Isn't that exciting? Well, added to all of this, it appears beyond a reasonable doubt, get this, that Moderna, actually created the COVID-19 virus. I'm not talking about the jab that they, you know, produced. I'm talking about the virus itself. And there are links. The linked article, in fact, may leave you flabbergasted as it did me. Gain of function was used to increase the chances of the virus jumping to humans. And the question is, why? Now, if everything the author notes in the article is true, it's completely mind-blowing. The virus that caused COVID and allegedly jumped from a bat to people in Wuhan, China, and then went from there, never existed in nature ever before. And according to the article, never will exist because it can't happen because of math. Now, I'm not the greatest mathematician, 
So I'm going to have to trust what the author is saying. But but they're saying it's essentially impossible for this type of thing to occur in nature. And the author fully explains why. Highlighting the actual patents involved that were awarded to Moderna years ago, the COVID virus was something explicitly created in the lab funded by Fauci's NIH with gain of function used. The question is, again, was it accidentally or deliberately released? Hegelian dialectic in play here? I think so. Moderna has the patents to prove they created it. And through gain of function, the threat of harm to people was greatly, greatly increased. Folks, the people behind all of this are given over to evil. They march to a satanic drummer. Why take the time to see if they can make an animal virus jump to human beings at all? What is the point if it's not to kill people or at the very least make them clamor for a quote unquote vaccine that that was said originally to destroy the virus, even though it did not do that. And then in order to enrich pharma companies who made millions and millions and billions. Now, this next part I'm going to tell you, it's graphic. So you may want to mute this for a minute or two. Um, if you happen to be go to my blog and you're reading this along, you may want to skip this part. It's not pretty. It's something that Frankenstein is made out of. But the ongoing satanic evil is not simply relegated to one area of science, quote unquote. I just watched a video, apparently from the 1940s, of a dog in a lab. Actually, it was just the dog's head laying on a table. Nobody hooked up to a machine that pumped and circulated artificial blood into the head and drained off the venous blood, continually recycling it. Again, we're talking about a dog's head. The experiments on the dog's head included seeing if it would react to light, sound, taste, and other stimuli. It reacted to all of it, with open blinking eyes, even licking its lips repeatedly after somebody dabbed citrus acid on the end of its mouth. Folks, we're talking about a dog's head with no body at all. We can only hope it was not self-aware. Now, I apologize if this scenario angers you as it does me, but evil pervaded society way back and has simply gotten more brazen and out in the open since. Perpetrators seem to have little to fear from society, even when society finds out about their Frankenstein-like experiments. I suppose it's fine if the person torturing an animal wears a white lab coat though someone on the streets doing the same thing would be arrested for cruelty to animals. This is the stuff Hitler's Mengele would be absolutely proud of sanctioning. There is nothing good that comes from experimenting on the live head of a dog. If this happened in the 1940s, what disgusting things have they been working on since then that we don't know about? We, can only, we know only of a few things that leaked out, for instance, about Fauci's experiments on beagles. Frankly, I have no idea how any so-called scientist can participate in such inhumane experiments in the first place. But apparently they follow the money. The narrator of the video has one of those happy 
1940s voices, often employed to do voiceovers for newsreel footage played in movie theaters before the main movie started decades ago, as though he's simply describing cooking a four-course meal and a follow-up dessert. There could be terrible scenes on the screen for viewers then, but the narrator adjusts the tone with a slightly upbeat and somewhat entertaining voice in the midst of the the turmoil with a little bit of music in the background. For the dog, he seemed almost jocular in pointing out that the dog's head would quote-unquote live for hours on the table. I've done quite a bit of paid voiceover over the years, but there were a lot of things I simply would not do. I'm not sure how any voiceover person could be willing to provide voice to that type of evil. Oh, oh, wait, wait. It's all about money, first and last. For the love of money, the love of money is the root of all evil. These experiments are likely the type of thing that occurred during the days of Noah, without modern technology, of course, but created with secret knowledge or gnosis from demons. God got so sick of what was happening to his creation. With man, every thought was wicked and evil. God had no choice but to destroy all of civilization and most animals. And start over with just Noah and his family, as well as the animals that he carried with him on the ark. Now, even if globalists could find a way to extend their physical lives by experimenting on animals like what I just described, using the excuse of seeking eternal physical life through transhumanism, our Lord's physical return one day will halt their progress and judge them as he will judge all the nations and end their experimentation. Aren't you looking forward to that day? What the Bible says about the millennium is is so completely opposite of what this world is doing now. It's hard to imagine. But his presence will also effectively end their physical longevity. They have been trying for decades decades to find that quote-unquote tree of life for themselves so they can extend their physical life. It's going to come to an end, but they blindly continue to think that either God does not exist or he's no match for their God, Lucifer, and one day they will be able to succeed in creating that tree of life for their physical bodies. What a horribly tragic awakening they will experience when Jesus comes in the clouds, I, I, it boggles my mind. I mean, I, Paul tells us that it is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Imagine him coming to this world with judgment, with judgment before he sets up his kingdom. Folks, just like Daniel and his three friends, we must determine ahead of time that at every turn we will seek to follow our Lord and refuse to compromise with the world as it continues to sink into the sewer, trying to drag us down with it. No matter how small or large the compromise would be, things are not going to get better or more spiritual until our Lord returns. In spite of the fact that there are so many within Christendom now claiming that things will improve, the Bible says very clearly, That as this human-led age comes to a close, destroyed 
by our returning Lord physically, things will heat up to that point. More wars will break out. People will turn against one another. And essentially, the entire world will go crazy, openly embracing evil. Here's one example from Paul in 1 Timothy 4, 1-3. This is the NIV. The Spirit clearly says that in later days, later times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. They forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods, which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and who know the truth. Well, there you go. First Timothy 4, 1 to 3. Yes, we have people abandoning the faith seemingly in droves right now, and it's been happening for the last 10 or more years, and some are fairly high-profile leaders within Christendom. All of a sudden, they've seen the light and realized that Christianity is false. Others have not left physically Christendom or the church, but they have left solid teaching to embrace and teach heresy. Andy Stanley immediately comes to mind. It's just amazing. Now that his father's gone, we're going to watch more and more come out. Too many in the congregations, like Stanley's, are also embracing those lies because that's what they're taught. And that's what's modeled for them. And they don't use critical thinking skills and they don't study the Bible on their own. What about food? Well, we hear globalists and their puppets advocating that we must stop eating actual meat for fake meat because of the alleged quote-unquote, carbon footprint of cows. We need to destroy cows and to help mitigate climate change. God gave us all the beasts of the field back in Genesis for our food. We're supposed to be thankful for it. In a second letter to Timothy, Paul provides more insight, 2 Timothy 3, 1-5, New King James Version. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, that's happening in society big time, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness. In other words, pretending to be religious, but denying its power. The reason they deny it is because there is no true power there because power is in Christ and the Holy Spirit within. They don't have that. Paul says, and from such people turn away. The perilous times Paul refers to are here. Much of what globalists want is being pushed from behind the scenes, although much is coming out into the open due to their arrogance. They really think they've got this thing. So as Christians, do we cave out of fear? Do we cower? Do we toss in the towel? No, we do what Daniel and his three friends did, as well as many other heroes of the faith throughout Scripture. We submit ourselves to God and trust in his ability to save us and carry us through the storms in spite of everything that may lie ahead. We don't need to be violent or act like the world. We can be like Daniel if we choose, and we do need to actively choose God's way. By doing nothing, we choose the world, which is Satan's way. Teach me your way, 
O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. Psalm 86, 11. Folks, thanks so much for joining me. And until we meet again, I pray that God would open your eyes to show you how blessed you are in him. You've been listening to Study, Grow, Know with Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Please join us each week for new broadcasts that deal with theology, prophecy, and political issues from a biblical, conservative perspective. 